Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. I often assume that all of our listeners have some experience in residential investing, but increasingly I've been asked by investors who just want to talk about commercial and miss out the residential part altogether, mainly due to the changing regulations and restrictions around buy-to-let investing. So I thought I'd introduce some shorter episodes going back to the basics for investors who are considering commercial and want to get up to speed quickly, covering things like commercial language, acronyms, simple strategies, and a general context of investing in commercial property. As always, my chat is from my own experiences. I'm not a commercial property professional with lots of corporate years behind me, However, over the last 20 years, I have invested millions of pounds in my own portfolio of commercial property. You see, the way I see it is you can have all the commercial agents and advisors in the world giving you tips and advice on picking the next best thing, or worse, the last great thing, but there's nothing quite like talking to people who've actually invested their own money and have been beaten up a few times by the market. The emotional roller coaster can only be experienced and learned from those who have actually bought a ticket and got on the ride. There's much more to commercial property investing than technical terms and the 10 best steps to commercial property stardom. So much of it is based on what goes on in your head and how you feed it. My hope is that the CPI podcast gives our listeners both the inspiration and the tools to build a solid cash flowing commercial property portfolio. Through this series of shorter episodes, I hope to give you some of the basic foundational elements of investing in this great asset class, which will complement our main episodes that are released every Thursday. So let's dive in. Everybody listening to this will be coming to commercial property from a different perspective, but I think we can all agree that investing in commercial property can potentially earn significant returns. And if you already have other investments, it can be a great way to diversify. In this short episode, I'm going to cover the basic steps and thought process you might want to take when getting started with investing in commercial property. Sometimes we take this stuff for granted, but actually, it's really fundamental. So first thing is, we need to identify our investment goals. Before you start investing in commercial property, it's really important to think about what it is you want to achieve. And this includes your investment timeline, the risk tolerance you might have, and the level of return you want to achieve. So your investment timeline is the length of time you're willing to hold on to the property. So for example, if you're investing for retirement and you're in your 30s, you might have a long investment time frame of 30 years or more. On the other hand, if you're investing to generate income in the short term, your investment horizon might be much shorter. And your risk tolerance is the level of risk you're willing to take on. So commercial property investments can come with a number of risks including a lot of things that are out of your control, such as fluctuations in property values, the the market cycle, rental income, new regulatory risks, of course, for example, changes to laws and regulations for tenants and such, 
And there are tenant risks. That's where the tenant, commercial tenant, might default on their rent or they might disappear. And understanding that level of risk you're prepared to live with can help you make more informed investment decisions. So if, for instance, your timeline is long, you might have a higher tolerance for risk and vice versa. If you maybe have a significant pot of money to invest, but it's nearer the time where you want to start enjoying the income from it, your risk profile might be a lot less. And then the final part of that really is the level of return that you want to achieve, which is basically the amount of money you hope to earn from your investment. This could be in the form of rental income or perhaps the capital gains, which is basically the increase in the property's value over time. Or it might be a combination of both. Some people invest in commercial property and really just part capital gains. They're just looking for an income stream because the income, the return investment can be so high. But that return, you know, that you're looking for or what you're trying to achieve will depend on that combination of your investment goals, the support for professionals and mentors that you seek out and current market conditions. All of these things are going to factor on your level of return. But if it's for the longer term, then those market conditions are going to have less impact. That cycle will have less impact on you. So the next step is researching the market. And before you invest in commercial property, it's vital to research the market. And this involves looking at market trends, both macro and micro, such as supply and demand and vacancy rates, rental yields or cap rates, they sometimes call them, and property prices. So really, you're just trying to scan to start understand where this market sits. So, for example, if you're looking to invest in office space in, say, Newcastle or Manchester, you might research the current demand for office space in general, and then the vacancy rates in different parts of the city, the average rental yields for different office spaces, and the prices of properties in different areas. And through this research, you might be able to identify demand and supply issues. That's really what you're looking for, that sweet spot where there's over-demand and not enough supply. This is not always obvious, though. So the more research you do, the better. In fact, if you pop on the CPI website, there's the market analyzer. If you download that and watch the video on how to use it, that will help you identify maybe where some of those gaps are. And by doing this research, you can get a better sense of the overall market conditions and make more informed investment decisions. So, for example, if you find that there's lots of demand for a certain size and quality of office space in a particular area, but there aren't many properties that match, then you might have found that elusive gap in the market. Okay, so next we need to think about building a team of professionals. So, investing in commercial property can be complicated, so it's a good idea to build a team of professionals to help you out. Now, this is a team of professionals who are used to commercial property. So at the very least, it should include a commercial property lawyer, maybe a surveyor and an accountant. And the commercial lawyer can help you with the legal aspects of buying and then managing the commercial property, such as drafting contracts and leases and things, if that's the route you decide to go down. And the surveyor can help you assess whether the condition of the building is good or poor and identify any potential expense or even deal-breaking problems, which sometimes there are. And your accountant can help with the financial aspects of the investing, such as tax planning, budgeting, all that sort of stuff. Albeit you may need to think about widening that group to QS and architects and all those different professions. 
But when you're starting out, it's really important to get the lawyer, the accountant, the surveyor kind of in the process, the early stages. And by finding and working with the right professionals, you can get valuable advice and guidance. It's not cheap, but it's worth it to ensure you make informed decisions. For example, the property lawyer might help you negotiate a better deal. The accountant might help you structure your investments to minimise your tax liabilities, which is important. And it's important to do that up front and not try to alter things after the event, which can be time consuming and costly. Changing things is not the best thing. You really want to try and get that right at the start, which really comes back to the fundamental one right at the top of this, which is you need to understand what it is you want to get out of your investments. So next, let's start looking at properties. Once you've done your research and built your team of professionals, it's time to really start looking for potential properties. Now, don't let the other parts hold you back from doing this sooner, by the way. You can do these things concurrently. You don't have to go through this list one, two, three, four, (laughs) and then start looking at potential properties. Do that all the time. And there's lots of ways to look for potential properties, of course, including um, online property portals, working with commercial agents, attending networking events. In other words, just swimming in the right circles, getting out and introducing yourself and getting into the right um, networks. And this, of course, is a critical part of the process and it's definitely time to get advice and guidance from those that have been there and done that before as there are plenty of ways to lose money in commercial property. But for the purpose of this short podcast, when you're looking for potential properties, bear in mind your investment goals and investment criteria to meet those goals. Then you can consider the property location, the condition, perhaps the rental income or potential rental income and future development opportunities to see if they match your plans. It goes out saying there are a few plates to spin whilst you're doing this process and some of them may be a little bit out of sync. You're spinning, <laughs> you're running around trying to keep those plates going and whilst you're trying to come to terms with all the moving parts, it can be difficult, but stick with it. Over time, you will to piece these parts together and get those plates spinning in unison. So next, we've looked at properties. We want to secure some funding in case one of these properties works out as a good deal. So once you've gone through that process, it's important to seek funding from different sources to make sure you're backing more than one horse. And that might involve applying for a commercial loan from a bank, might be looking for second tier banking, challenger banks. It might be seeking funding from private investors. It's really important to start going through that process fairly early on so that when the right deal comes up, you're ready for it. And when securing funding, it's important to think about interest rates, fees, repayment terms, as well as any other potential risks. Remember, if you're keeping the property for long term, then even the smallest of differences in your terms can have a big impact over the long term. And if you're taking out a mortgage to purchase a commercial property, you need to consider really whether you're going to be given a personal guarantee. If you're seeking funding from investors, you'll need to consider potential return investment for them, as well as the risk of losing their investment If things don't work out, this all feeds back, of course, to your risk profile. Funding is not the easiest thing in commercial, but it's not impossible. You just need to get the right people around you to help you do that. So next, we've got some funding. We found a property here. We need to do our due diligence before we do this deal, right? So once you've identified a property, do your due diligence. Make sure it's a sound investment. 
and this will involve reviewing the property's financial statements if you can get a hold of any, getting a building survey, assessing any legal or environmental risks, perhaps looking at EPCs, confirming your suspicions about the market demand, of course, then looking at refurbishment costs and working out what is sound advice and what is just opinion. <laughs> There's a big difference. And this step is crucial to ensure you're making an informed decision. Again, there's lots more to discuss about this, but this episode is about the context of getting started and the basic steps to buying a deal. You can't miss out any of these steps, by the way, and often excited investors miss out this one, the one about due diligence. So we've done all that. We're now move on. We're now making an offer and hopefully closing the deal. And if everything checks out, you can make an offer on the property, negotiate the terms of the sale. Work with your team professionals, of course, to complete all the necessary legal and the financial paperwork to finalise this deal. And once you've got the deal, well, congratulations, you're now a commercial property investor. And then, of course, the hard work begins. <laughs> so really, it's just a simple process to help you think about what you might need to go through. It's not to give you all the detail, but it's just to think, right, okay, first and foremost, let's identify your investment goals. What are you doing this for? Then let's start doing some research. Research the market, find the gaps, build a team of professionals around you that are orientated around commercial property, not necessarily residential property. Identify properties, of course. Start doing your due diligence. Make sure you're securing some funding. And then let's get that offer in and see if we can close the deal. Then we can move on to other things. So by following these steps, you seriously improve your chances of success of achieving those investment goals, which is the whole reason for doing this, right? Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive review on our podcast platform. Definitely lifts the visibility of the podcast so other investors can benefit from it. And more importantly, it'll make us feel very happy. So last thing, remember, this is a new language, a new game, if you will. You can sit on the sidelines, reading the rule book about commercial property all you like, but eventually you need to get in the game. You need to get out there and get in the swim. We're here to help. Thanks for listening. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be your first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.